Okay, my next Sweet Sweet podcast, tell me this is a good idea. I Hey, welcome to episode 11 of Sweet Seats, a podcast hosted by Lake Orion High School sports broadcasting class. I'm Charlie Whitaker, joined by Nicole Jetlicky, Zach Hayes, and Joey Hogan. All right, guys, today we're going to be talking about the Lions and the Red Wings. So I'm going to start us off with uh, the Lions and a great win on uh, Sunday. We uh, won uh, against the Jets. It was a really good game. What do you 2017, guys think about 2017, I believe, by Jets missing a last-minute field goal. Absolute clutch by the Lions. It's how you do it. Love Detroit. Love Cam Campbell. Saying it right Scared now. us, but we got it. I don't know. It just it got done. That's all I care about. It was a traditional Lions win. Coming out of nowhere, you know, just like projected to win. Got to make it close because that's how the Lions are. Always got to make it close. But, hey, they won. Records go up 7-7, seven to seven, and they have a really easy chance of winning this week in against Carolina. So, I mean, I think, you know, Lions are in the hunt. I feel like you get this win, you win out, and hey, potentially you get a playoff run. Like, let's see, let's see where it goes. I'm interested to see what happens with the future of the Lions. We can hope at least. All we can do is hope. Yeah, and I'm gonna go back to a last week's game against the Vikings, and I just really want to touch on the the golf pass to Sewell, a big guy running like that, and um, that interaction he had with Joshua uh, Medalis. It was, I just think it was funny how end a game on such a rough interaction like that. I just thought that was insane. But uh, I'll get to the Jets game. Uh, I think Goff had a really good game with those short, sweet passes he made um, for the first downs. I thought that was uh, really nice. So if you guys want to touch on that. It's just showing that Goff can be very consistent regardless of what we saw last year. We've seen now this year that Goff can be consistent and reliable going weeks and weeks and weeks. And let's hope he can keep it up for the rest of the season. I also think that um, Goff would considerably step into a leadership role more this year. You know, he's obviously last year he was a little inconsistent, but now the consistency starts, and you can see definitely the leadership that he's taking place on this Detroit Lions football team. Yeah, I agree. Last year I didn't know how I felt about him because it was new, and, I, you know, I missed Stafford. And it was I don't know how I felt about him. You know, he wasn't doing that great. He kind of picked up. And this year I really I feel good about him. He's picked up. He's really doing stuff now, and I really like that. I think that really sums up the Detroit Lions fan base as a, as a whole right now. As we, at last year, we saw how much we like. Why did we get Goff? Why didn't we keep Stafford? This year, it's starting to turn back around. He's getting more comfortable in the system. We have Dan Campbell, who's starting to really bring this team somewhere new, and everything's just starting to come back around to what we wanted it to be last year, but we didn't get last year. You know, I'm really looking forward to it. I think that this year the Lions do need to get a quarterback that's going to look ahead in the future. I do think Jared Goff is a good quarterback for now. I think looking forward to the future, they need someone that can 
you know, Jared Goff is a veteran. He's been in the league for a few years now, and I feel like you need someone who underneath him to get get the like kind of um, experience. Experience, exactly. And that's how I'm trying to say. I, I feel like that Jared Goff has the leadership now and the like uh, the mindset, you know, to like help train and get the experience to help you know bring another lines franchise quarterback that's going to help him win playoff games. And yeah, I think that the draft picks of Jameson Williams. And you have uh, Hutch, and then you have some couple first round picks this year from the Rams. I think that the Lions' future is looking bright, and I've said it a lot of times before on this podcast. But I'm really interested to see future wise how the Lions are going to shape up. I think that that's another thing that not the the, the fan base is not divided over at the moment, but they are like just kind of like on the fence about it. Like, do we want to get maybe a new if we do first round? Do we want to go defense, or do we want to get a new quarterback who can work under Goff and get? more experience, just see what how everything rolls in the system and see how it just folds out compared to if we get somebody on defense that's instantly going to go in and just try to make a difference, especially at the linebacker position. No, well, you definitely think about it now is the Lions, um, they have three rookies that are starting right now. You have Hutchinson, Malcolm Rodriguez, and Kirby Joseph. And Rodrigo. Rodrigo. And they, um, they're stepping up, I tell you what. They're stepping up. And Lions defense with Aaron Glenn has been – Really, quite good. They're, the statistics may not be there, but they got that grittiness that I really, I really like to watch. You know, and I say Lions go for someone on someone, someone on offense. I mean, obviously a quarterback. I think that's what they need, number one, in my opinion. But I'm, I think their defense. They just need to keep that gritty mentality, and they really just need to like keep, keep, keep going at what they're doing. You know, I, I feel like it's just really, really good, and I like to see the Lions defense. And really, no matter what sport you're in, that. You, with a young team such as the Lions, or mostly young, especially on defense, you need to see that grit. You need to see them willing to drive, to, to go down, to go back up, if you know what I mean. And I definitely think that, sure, we should get some defensive picks in the draft, but we should definitely get a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's, I think that is a strong point. Is the I think also some, some people that have been stepping up is uh, this weekend with like Khalif Raymond. And how his oh, punt yeah. return, I think that's stepping up and helping a lot. Um, I think the Lions are going to have someone that's going to step up, you know, uh, with Amon Ross St. Brown stepping up this year. Um, he's a, a high wide receiver in the NFL right now. I'd consider him top 10. Top, top 10. 10. Top 10's like, I consider him. I, can, I consider him, if he has a good game, top 10, 100%. But, I mean, I feel like it's going to be really interesting to see who they draft. They're, they need a quarterback. Need a quarterback. Who they draft. And then do they go offense or defense? That's that's a real big question as Detroit uh, fans, you know, that's what they ponder. You know, are they going to go offense or defense? And I feel like that's really going to dictate how the future of the Lions is going to be, you know? And maybe some pick up some guys at the portal, you know, everything. All that, all that kind of stuff and free agency. Like that's – it's really going to dictate how the future of the Lions looks and how bright it is, you know? And I feel like Dan Campbell is building a great foundation. You know, I feel like he's gr- – I love him. I love him. He's a really good dude. And right now he's turned out to be a decent coach. You know, I am really interested to see how they look in the future and uh, how Dan Campbell treats, like, how like how he treats all these wins, you know, getting the pride, like, is he stay humble? And I feel like he will do that, you know? You don't want him to get ahead of himself and start making these calls and then just all of a sudden Detroit Watch Lions it unfold in front of you. Watch yeah. it unfold in front of you. That's the last thing I want for the Lions. I feel like get the grittiness, you know. I feel like he needs to stay humble, and he's doing that right now. But – after their hopefully win against the Panthers this week, which Panthers aren't a good squad, um, I think it's going to be really interesting, real interesting to see where the Lions are going to play, in the, where they're looking in the playoffs. You know, they're actually considering in the playoffs, and I mean, like, I mean, and the best part is, is the Lions have the Detroit fan base 
behind them. You know, I'd consider Detroit to have one of the best fan bases in the NFL. You know, if you really have, um, you know, the lines are, the lines when they do good, you have a massive. It's like Bills Mafia. You know, you have yep. Detroit Mafia behind you. I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable how much support the Detroit people have for every Detroit team and everything. And I think that even if we do get in the playoffs, honestly, getting to the playoffs by itself is a win for this year. Big step. I think everybody considers if we just get to the playoffs, no matter what round we go out in, first round, second round, whatever, as long as we get there, that's a win for the season. And I think that that's a really good stepping stone for what we can build next year and keep trying to get closer and closer to hopefully in a few years a Super Bowl contender. And I'll be honest with you. One guy I've been noticing, Aiden Hutchins, has been really been stepping up on defense. You yes. know, at the beginning oh, yeah. – he was hot for first game, and then he's been kind of slow, and now he's starting to pick it back up. Like he's got, he's got, a, he's got a decent amount of sacks. I don't know ex- sacks. I don't know exactly, but I mean, he's he's really been he's really been stepping it all up, and I really I really I really admire how you know how he's looking. You know, he's really starting to look like what the Lions drafted. You know, and I'm I'm excited to see where he goes and how everything he does. The fan base is really appreciating uh, Hutchinson, Rodrigo, all those new guys. They're we're really appreciating how they're just coming in putting their head down and going to work. I love that about them. And then I'd also like to point out the way Alex Anzalone has been playing these past couple weeks, I've noticed him on every on defense. He's been making sacks. He's been making big-time tackles. I'm really like – I mean, I had mixed reviews about him at the beginning of the season, but now since you come in, he's he's really just been showing up and been doing real well. So I'm, I'm really impressed with how he's doing it. And, again, you look like Alex Anzalone. He's been a veteran. Uh, for a minute, and you look at him, and he's getting Rodrigo that experience, and like that—that's what you need. That's what it helps, and I really, I really admire that. I really think it's good. Yeah, I think overall the defense has just upped their game, 100%. They um, though they had a sack last game and a great interception, which I think is needed for a def- defense. Yeah. So um, why don't we move on to the Red Wings? Um, they played the uh, Capitals last night, or yeah, last night, and. Uh, Sadly, we lost four to two. But the beginning of that, the first two periods, um, it was two to zero, and we came back. And I think that's ama- or they came back, which is not amazing. Um, but and then I want to touch on the three goalies that they have, because uh, Husso did great last game. First two periods, he did great. But um, those three co- um, goalies is not good, because normally teams have two, and uh, I don't know what they're gonna do with this third one. If they're gonna cut him or if they're just gonna I guess they're going to probably have to. At that point, you're just flooding the depth chart with things you don't need. Like, what's the point in having a third goal? You have a first and a second string when it comes to hockey especially. There's no point in having a third that's not going to get any playing time, and you're just, you're just holding a spot on the depth chart for somebody else. Right. Yeah, I, don't, I, I really don't know. I think they're just going to have to cut them. Yeah. I also like to point out um, the Red Wings record. You know, you, you think about it, and you look at the Atlantic League, and it's they're number six and with a 13-11 with a and 11 record. And, I mean – they are on a, uh, I think it's a six-game losing streak, yeah. I believe. Six-game yeah. losing streak, which is not good. But you look at the beginning of the season, and they were hot. You know, they just need to keep that consistency of being hot and playing, and kind of get that that gritty mentality that Detroit sports have. You know, it's you what Detroit it. sports thrive on is having grit. No, we, our, our teams could not be top ten, top fifteen, top twenty, but if we have the grit, we can at least get stuff done on the court or the field or the ring, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah, um, let's see. What was their um, – yeah, okay, so this is what I was going to say. So in the first and second quarter, um, Huso was d- 
doing great. Like he was blocking almost every shot they gave him. They shot at him. He'd block. He'd block. He'd block it. And then into four, I think it was four minutes and twenty seconds into that second period, he just started choking. All just they would just deke him, and he's done. And it was crazy. And I think that's. I don't know if with, that's what they're gonna do is to end up cutting him, but I think his um, the way he played in that first quarter really outdid how he played in the second and third. But at the same time, you can't have just a switch that flips and then all of a sudden you're playing garbage. You just can't have it, especially at this level. Yeah. Um, you guys, anything else on the Red Wings that you guys think should be touched on? Um, I'd like to say, like, uh, just like how it's it's been it's been a roller coaster for the Red Wings. Obviously, as I said earlier, with their record and starting off hot, and then now on a six-game losing streak, it's been a roller coaster. So you know, I just I like to watch, but like sometimes I don't because it's a six-game losing streak. Like as a fan, like really, you know, like yeah. it's just it's hard. But again, it's a roller coaster. I I believe that they they have the chance or they have the opportunity to become good, really good, you know, and they have the players to be good with Dylan Lark and everything. But I mean, it's just it's hard, you know, because like they have a tough schedule. They are and they're on the six game losing streak, and it's just it's a roller coaster. So you know, it's a it's a if the if the Lions are on and if the Red Wings are on, I'm watching the Lions 100 percent. Just because I'm a football kind of guy, but yeah. it's it's just been a roller coaster, and I'm excited to like see how it keeps going. I just hope that they really, you know, they do something too, because I noticed that all Detroit sports have, you know, kind of been getting young and you know like looking ahead in the future, and that's what their goal is, you know, to be the whole Detroit sports future is based on how every year is treated and everything, and I just really I'm excited to see how the Red Wings will do, Pistons, Lions, and Tigers. We're really just seeing that across the board of Detroit sports teams that they're bringing in the this year and the last few years they've been just been bringing in new talent just to see what works and now they're building a foundation so that in the next few years they can actually get to be a good team. I think that's across the board what they're doing. And there's a couple other cities like Seattle, for example, who's kind of doing the same thing as Detroit, kind of that rebirth with the Kraken with their hockey team and how they're doing really well. And I mean, I'm just interested to see like how's everything gonna go. You know, there's a couple other cities you know that was doing really well, and I'm just really I hope Detroit does what they does what they're projected to do. You know, looking into the future, I hope they really just you know they try and accomplish their goal overall. You know, and then that brings the fan base behind it, which helps a lot. And it just overall is it's really good. It's really really good. I'm looking forward to seeing it in the future. Yeah. So unfortunately, that's all we have today. We will, there will be no sweet seats due to winter break these next few weeks, but we'll we'll be back. Um. Again, thanks for my hosts, uh, my guests, Joey Hogan, Zach Hayes, and Nicole Jetlicky. On behalf of the SBC class, I'm Charlie Whitaker.